And if there are any, is there, there are any of you in the back who want to find a seat, I know that Marion and Bobby would love to have you join them right here. Um, David would love to have you sitting right here. The youth have an extra seat over there. Right here, we've got three seats. We'd love to have you come in and sit down. All right, well, I saw, um, I saw some of you go right to writing. Other people, it takes a little while to process. Anybody willing to, uh, to share one thing that they wrote down? It doesn't have to be personal. It can be something that may be out in the world that's troubling to you. You're coming later. Yeah, but both of you are trouble, period. So, uh, yes, ma'am. Family members' health. Okay? Yes. Okay. All right. Cars, check, brake pad, light. Right. Back in the mind, right? Presidential, presidential political race. Yes. Okay. Yes, sir. Stress at work. Okay. All right. Yes. I'm ready for you now. Okay. All right. All right. Anxiety about what? About everything. Just getting up in the morning got me some anxiety. All right. You're not alone. I'm not saying that that's anything. Yes, ma'am. School. All right. Yes. Terrorism. Yes. Bathrooms. Bathrooms. You're worried about bathrooms. Okay. Restrooms. Restrooms. Sorry, it took me a while to catch up there. Now, I, now I'm with you. All right. All right. What else? Yes, ma'am. What's that? Retirement. Yes. Yes. And it's not just people who are getting closer to retirement or are in that that are having anxiety about that. I'll tell you that for sure. A lot of people are worried about that. What else? What other, what other things are troubling? Yes. Well, I'm coming home from college for the summer. Amen. Yeah. Ah, uh, yes. Ah, uh, yes. The, the freedom that was coming back to the freedom that might not be. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else? Other things you might want to share? Okay, so the students that you teach, their poverty and what that and what that does to them in the classroom and just personally and all that. Okay, yeah, yeah. I mean, plenty to go around, right? Plenty to go around. Plenty, plenty of troubles. Plenty of things. It a lot of a lot of our troubles. Uh, just as I'm listening to you talk about them, the things that we worry about are um, are are future oriented, aren't they? We're worried about what's going to happen with that particular thing into the future. Brake light. Does that mean that it's $1,000? Or does it mean that it's a little sensor and maybe it's 10 bucks? Don't, I have any idea. It's worrying about the future. Retirement. Do I have enough money? What, 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 what's my lifestyle going to look like? Again, anticipating the future. Presidential race. You know, what's, what's whoever is going to be 
president, what are they going to do? What are they going to be like? What does that mean for our country? What is that? It's all future-oriented, isn't it? School, I'm guessing, Victoria, right? School is more about future stuff. Like, am I going to pass the test? Is it okay? Whatever. I'm putting words in your head, but yeah, okay. Great. Just agree with me. It's good. Thank you. All right. Um, you know, we, can, we, we just have a natural tendency um, to not live in the present very well. Uh, we, have a, we have a tendency to, to either live in the past or in the future. But most of our anxiety comes from, or our worry or troubles come from wondering what's going to happen into the future. We might feel guilty about the past or ashamed about the past, but the future is what, is what causes us trouble or, or anxiety. And this is not, this is not anything new. In, in the scripture, uh, especially uh, in, this, in, in the Gospel of John, which, where I'm going to read, Jesus has been talking about the future. He's been talking about uh, what's going to happen with him. He's been with the disciples. He's been around. He's been teaching. He's been doing all these things. And he's starting to say, I'm not going to be with you any longer. I'm not going to be here anymore. And of course, for them, they had envisioned, most of the time, we, we, we believe anyway, they had envisioned a future where Jesus was going to, to lead a great revolution. He was going to be the great leader. He was going to kick the Romans out. He was going to reestablish the theocracy of God. He was going to put all things back in place, probably you know, make, make the temple even better than it was. And now he's saying, not going to be here anymore. And so I think you can just imagine what would it be like if someone you were really close to and you had all these plans together all of a sudden said, I'm not going to be around. I'm not going to be here anymore. And so then... Jesus, you know, and I'm so cool with my glasses today. Um, Jesus is, is, is trying to give them some comfort. And in the 14th chapter of the Gospel of John, you can, you can read that. It starts, out, it starts out with, do not let your hearts be troubled. Do not let your hearts be troubled. And then later, where we're going to read, starting with verse 23, and if you have your phone, you can... Pull it up in your phone, John 14, starting with verse 23. There's Bibles over there. Um, or you can just listen. Jesus answered him, answered um, Judas, not Iscariot. He asked him a question. and He said, those who love me will keep my word and my father will love them and we will come to them and make our home with them. I don't know if you, if you heard me talking in the children's sermon or, or if you caught it in the... Um, in the Revelation reading, but uh, in the end of all things, we don't, we don't go to be with God, like many people teach. God comes and makes God's home with God's people. It's really, really awesome. Those who love me will keep my word, and my Father will love them, and we will come to them and make our home with them. Whoever does not love me does not keep my words, and the word that you hear is mine, is not mine, but is from my Father who sent me. I have said these things to you while I'm still with you. But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything 
and remind you of all that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled. And do not let them be afraid. When we experience troubles, we often, it seems, go to a couple of extremes. We either get really busy to start working on them, we, we make a plan, we, we take action, we get after it, you know, going to get my car in the garage, going to get it done, I'm going to study harder, I'm going to get a study group together. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to meet with my financial person and figure out this retirement thing. You start, you know, lots of action, lots of moving forward. Or um, often we, we, we sit back. And, and in some ways we, we just, we, we don't do anything about it <laughs> at all. We, we ignore it. We put it in the back of our mind. Or we sort of um, contemplate the options that we might have. I sit there and let those stew for a while. Um, and neither one, of those act- neither one of those ways of being is, is, is bad necessarily. But one without the other is, is not really very good. You need both action and contemplation as we, wor- as we think about the things that, that might be coming, as we think about uh, the troubles that, that might be coming our way. We, both, we need action and contemplation. You don't just want to go do stuff that doesn't make any sense, and you also don't want to just sit and consider things forever. So in this passage that Jesus, the disciples, are, are, I think, are really concerned because they, they, he's going away, and they, and they, I think, feel like we don't know what to do. We don't know what we should be doing. We don't know what the future looks like. We don't know how we're supposed to live into the future. And Jesus has been giving them, in some ways, some visions of the future. I mean, at least a small step, like, I'm not going to be here. And he's also talked to them, in some ways, about what, about what God is doing in, in the future and, and, and what God desires for, for all of humanity. But it's still pretty unclear for them. They didn't have... They didn't have um, I mean, it wasn't the resurrection yet. They hadn't seen what was going on there. They hadn't seen how, how Jesus' life and his teachings were going to be vindicated by his resurrection. They, hadn't, they, they didn't have others who had been given, been given a vision about what the end would really look like when God was all in all. They, they, didn't, they really didn't have that. They had their history, they had, they had the Jewish understanding of what um, the day of judgment would be, which was, which was really the day of, of reckoning when, when things would be put right and, and, and God would be all in all. But, it was, but, but just like now, there were many different and competing visions of what, about what that would be. And so they were really concerned about, well, what are we supposed to be doing? What are, what, what's going to happen? How are we supposed to operate? Whatever. And he says, listen... I may be gone, but you're going to have the Spirit. And the Spirit's going to remind you of everything that I taught you. 
And the Spirit is going to give you the courage and the creativity and the energy to do the things that you need to do. So there's a sense of that there's action and there's also contemplation in that, isn't there? Again, our tendency is, even as people of faith, our, our tendency is, is that when we, when, we come, when we come to experience Jesus and we see the vision of new life, when we, we see that, that, that this vision that God gives to us about, about when God is all in all, our tendency has been historically especially, but even now, is that um, there are some who would say, well, as long as I'm saved, then I'm just going to chill. I'm going to study the word. I'm going to pray. I'm going to try to, I might try to bring other people into this kingdom, but that's what I'm going to do. It's, it's more of a contemplation. I'm going to sit back. I'm going to, I'm going to contemplate what this is all about. I'm going to trust that, you know, in the end, everything's going to be good, but I'm not really going to do very much other than be contemplation. And there are others, there are others, and you, and, and, and you see them, um, people of faith who are out there and they're activists, you know? They're out there with the placards, and they're on Facebook doing, you know, promoting, um, promoting action, and, 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 and they're protesting, or they're sitting in, or they're doing those sorts of things. But what can happen is, um, if, you're, uh, if you're all about the action, it can lead to burnout. Because even when we're, when we're pursuing the things of God, when we're, when we're trying to push forward maybe our, you know, an agenda that we believe God wants you know, for, 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 to help the students that, that you're teaching, you know, how, do we, how, do we, how do we help a whole group of people um, um, break the cycle of poverty? How do we help a whole group of people become healthier? And we begin to have lots of action and flurry of action around that. You know, oftentimes we don't see the the needle on the dial move very much. And so if we're all action-oriented, we can get burnt out. And we can sort of despair. But if we're all contemplation-oriented, then we're, it's sort of a sedentary kind of faith. <laughs> sort of sedentary. Well, I'm, I'm going to pray about that. I'm going to sit and meditate about that. I'm going I'm I'm to breathe in light... And I'm going to breathe out light to the world, you know? Sort of a sedentary sort of thing, if that's all there is. But I think when we receive this vision of new life, when when it draws us forward, we are called to both. We, We have to find a foundation in the Scripture in prayer and worship and study, in being in relationship with each other to talk about our faith and to talk about the things of God and what is, what, what is going on here and, and wh- where is the Spirit leading us? Where is God at work now and how can we, how can we partner with God? We've got to spend some time in contemplation. We, we, we need to spend some time in study and reflection. And we also need to step out in action. Doesn't mean we have to be, you know, politically active, or that we have to be pushing a particular, um, you know, um, agenda. But that we might take action to to reach out to other people, 
to see where God is at work in the world and, and, and how we can, with the Spirit, have the courage and the creativity and the energy to bring something to that. To be part of what God is doing now. Because what we know is that eternal life, at least in the Gospel of John, is not something that happens after we die. That's how we often think of it. I don't know if you think of it that way. I often, when I was a kid, I often thought of it that way. And even, even maybe into seminary, I started thinking about it that way. That eternal life is like, well, when I die, then I receive this eternal life. Well, as believers, as people who, who, who come to know Jesus, we receive eternal life when we are brought into the family of faith. We, we receive that gift. We, we believe at baptism, in that formal, liturgical sort of way, that that is the confirmation of receiving eternal life through the Spirit. And that eternal life means a relationship with Jesus. A relationship with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit through Jesus. And that that eternal life starts right now. And that that vision of new life in Christ begins right now. That that is accessible to us here and now, even if there are lots of troubles out there. It's easy to lose hope. It's easy to get discouraged and to despair. But as we have those troubles and as we have those anxieties... We turn back to the scripture and we hear these things like, I'm going to send the advocate for you. I'm going to send the Holy Spirit to be with you. This is the spirit that moved over the watery chaos and brought forth life. This is the spirit who raised Jesus from the dead. This is the most powerful force in the universe, if you want to look at it that way. That there is God in us that energy, that courage, that creativity to spur us forward, to draw us into all truth and to move us out in action into a vision of a new life. So today, whatever troubles you're facing, whatever's happening, whatever anxieties you have, realize them. I mean, be with them. I mean, you know, evaluate them. Are they real? Are they not? And today I invite you, as you've written down those things on your paper, that during our prayers, I'm going to offer a time, and I'm just going to have you scrunch all those up. I'm just going to have you ball that up. And make it like an offering to God. That as we have contemplated what Jesus said about the Spirit, we are now going to take an action, which is to let our troubles be laid at the foot of the cross, or let our troubles be given over to God in prayer. That we might take action and step forward into this vision of a new life. This eternal life, this relationship with Jesus that starts right now. So just take a few moments and look over your list and get ready to crumple it up. Amen.